It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the basketball fanatic, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, at Dave underscore Essler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. College basketball, NBA Wednesday. We got three college basketball free plays for you and two NBA free plays as well. Uncle Dave, let's rewind the tape get back to yesterday, Uncle Dave, because you and I were talking before the podcast. How did Tuesday go for you? Uh, I'll wrap up my Tuesday in a nutshell. I'll even let you go ahead and, and ask me how my day was. But how was your Tuesday before we get into Wednesday? Well, Tuesday was great. Um, my my premium plays were 4-0, and and obviously we gave out some winners on the podcast. So, you know, there's not a whole lot to recap. But I, I, I do want to ask you um, how you liken the Georgia Tech team this morning and uh i'll just sit back and let you have at it buddy you know i don't get too burned up but that one burned me up last night you know i I gave out georgia tech as my my big play yesterday i clearly thought that they were the right side getting six points i thought that they could win that game outright and turns out you know 39 minutes it just i needed the game to end at 39 minutes i didn't need the last minute I think Georgia Tech was tied. Uh, Duke makes a basket. Georgia Tech miss foul, sink a free throw. Georgia Tech miss foul, two free throw sunk. Georgia Tech miss again, about 18 seconds left. Foul, another two free throws. Before you know it, uh, the, it goes from a tie game to you know a seven point lead, and that's the end of the story. We t- we talked about you know how how sometimes you know games you wish they could they could you know end at 39 minutes and, and that one. Uh, clearly, you know, I, I wished had ended at 39 minutes, but you know, it goes that way sometimes, Uncle Dave, and, and you know that, you know, it, it, it sometimes it just depends what ticket you're holding when those games happen. It's not that that I had the right side or the wrong side, or that Duke was the right side or the wrong side. You know, one missed free throw or one basket, I win the ticket, and then you know maybe the Duke guys feel like they got slighted. So, um, you know, it, it, a lot of people say they even out in the long run, and they do. You know, you get your string of of crummy beats and, and crummy results, but you do get, you know, a lot of good results and, and, and good beats uh, in your favor as well. Sometimes they do come in chunks, which, which stinks. Cause you know, it, it won't, you, you start pounding your chest cause you feel red hot. And then there's other times where you kind of hang your head and you don't even want to look at the games if they come in, in chunks, but that was pretty much it yesterday. I think the highlight of my day yesterday was certainly uh, our free pick that we gave out yesterday and uh, with Dayton. And that, that was a good, very good play. Um, they they never they never even trailed in that game. I don't believe maybe for like a, a minute or two, but um, they clearly were the right side. So I'm glad that we gave that one out yesterday, and our listeners benefited. But we want to go ahead and give out a couple winners for you guys as well today. We got Creighton at Seton Hall. Seton Hall is going to be minus one and a half here at home. Total one forty seven and a half. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and rip and run with this one first. Creighton Seton Hall. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think the Pirates might be undervalued here for a couple of reasons. Sleepy. The first one is. The revenge angle. Two weeks ago, they lost at Creighton by 36 points, and revenge is a, is a big deal, especially in season revenge. And secondly, at home, their only loss this year was in overtime to Providence. Uh, not to mention, they just pushed Villanova to the limit on the road. So you know, there's that. And Creighton has really largely been unimpressive on the road. They needed OT at UConn. They beat Providence by two. And they lost an OT at Butler, and, and you know that's a that's a bad loss. We know how how Butler can't score. 
Um, that, you know, that's a team they're going to rely on threes like they always do, which, you know, it's make or break on the road. You know, the sight lines are different, and, and I, I tend to not like those teams. And I, I think the key takeaway here is the free throw discrepancy. Seton gets to the line a ton, and they, they shoot 77% in conference play, and, and Creighton does not know where the charity stripe is. Uh, and when they stumble over it, they only make 63%, and that, that's a big deal for me. Seton's the third biggest team in the nation. Creighton's tiny, so – I see the Pirates just pounding it inside and living at the line, especially at home where they're more likely to get a few extra calls. So I like Seton Hall, Sleepy. All right. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and go against your play here. I looked at that game, and, and the first thing that I that I saw, um, the over. I love the over. I bet that one last night. Got 146.5. It's 147.5. That certainly one point will not change my mind for as much as I like this one. You know, the last time these teams played Uncle Dave Seton Hall, you know, they just had a bad game. You know, they couldn't get any bucket to drop in that one. They shot just 33% from the field and 16% from three. I mean, that's going to go ahead. That's going to change for sure, you know, now that Seton Hall's at home, certainly. But, you know, Creighton, they, they put up they put up a ton of points. And while I agree 100% with you, you know, that, that Creighton, they're going to live and die by the three ball, you know, I, I just can't trust Seton Hall to go ahead and defend it. Seton Hall is one of the worst teams in the nation defending the three ball and judging off the last game, you know, Creighton put up 89 points and because that was a lopsided affair, Creighton actually took their foot off the gas. So I can only imagine, you know, with these two teams, what they could put up, especially if Seton Hall, you know, gets their game right here. And if Creighton is, is hitting their threes and Seton Hall's failing to defend and I could get a full 40 minutes and nobody takes their feet off the gas here, it can only be the over for me. So I'll go ahead, I'll play that one probably up to around 150 if you guys are following. As I mentioned, that one was 146 last night, now 147. So money coming in here on the over, and I like to see that. So that'll be what I do in that one. Uh, we got Virginia Tech here at Notre Dame, Uncle Dave. This line right now lined at pick. Notre Dame was minus one early this morning. Line has come down a little bit, 139.5 for a total. How are you feeling about that Vatech notre Dame game? Well, you know me and home team sleepy, and I think this is a bad spot for the Hokies. I think people will look at this game and, and think the Hokies rebound from that embarrassing loss at Syracuse, and I suppose they might, uh, but uh, they probably don't see that the Hokies have our travel Virginia on Saturday, so that's a that's a kind of a little bit of a look-ahead spot, not to mention the fact this is their 15th game this season, but only their fourth on the road. Their only road win really was, I think, at Wake by four, and on the other side, and first let me say how pissed at myself I am for not taking Notre Dame the other night at Miami. I let the market talk me out of my work, which said the Irish were winners. But Notre Dame's played four of the last five on the road. They've played Virginia twice, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, Purdue, and North Carolina. So, of course, their numbers are going to be a little skewed stat-wise and win-loss-wise. And, and in this game, Notre Dame is much bigger, much more experienced. They shoot free throws well. There we go again, common theme. And they haven't been turning the ball over. So I don't know what's not to like about the Irish here, Sleepy. All right, so Uncle Dave going to go ahead and jump on the Irish here. You know, for me, Uncle Dave, you know, these are the games that, you know, that a young novice recreational better, you know, that they're going to ask themselves, you know, how the hell did this happen? You know, you got the number 20 team in the nation with, you know, a nice 10-3 and record. And they're going to go and they're going to beat up, you know, and play against a five-win team. At least that's your your thoughts going into that one. But, you know, I think you're right with this one. The spot sucks for Virginia Tech. And this is like a big rebound slash revenge spot 
for Notre Dame. You know, great points as well, Uncle Dave, uh, with Vatek look ahead. Certainly, I think that's going to be the key. I, I think it's a simple handicap. You know, as you said, you know, let's not overthink this one. Notre Dame is is clearly the right side for me. So I'm going to go ahead and keep it short and sweet and simple. Uh, I'll be with you on this one, Uncle Dave, with Notre Dame. Let's jump to one of the late games here, Uncle Dave. We got Boise State at Colorado State. Colorado State right now, plus three, total 148. Uncle Dave, this one opened up right around Colorado State, plus one and a half. It seems as if the Boise train is rolling early this morning. As I mentioned, this one up to plus three right now. How are you feeling about Boise, Colorado State tonight? Yeah, I mean, the, the money's clearly coming in on Boise State. It opened minus one, and right now you've got probably three-quarters of the tickets on Colorado State, and yet, you know, most books are three. But I see I see Pinnacle's kind of a weak three. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. And I also see, as we're talking here, there's a fair bit of money coming in on the under. Uh, and this time of day, when that kind of money comes in on the under, it's, it's generally correct. I'm um, not sure I agree with it. If the Rams haven't lost at home this year, and – I'm not willing to bet that they lose here. I mean, at plus three, I may be able to get myself around the Rams. But two of their three losses this year were to St. Mary's and San Diego State. And and what those teams have in common is they both take the air out of the ball and take Colorado State out of what they want to do, which is you know play a little quicker. Uh, that's obviously not how Boise plays. And although Boise has lots of wins this year, six of their nine conference games are against New Mexico, San Jose State, and Air Force. And those are all teams ranked 282nd or worse. You know, I guess the upside for Boise is they're much bigger and much more experienced. So if you're going to take the Rams, you're taking youth and inexperience, which might be tough because youth can work one of two ways. You know, they get they get kind of kind of kind of overconfident and just everything goes in, or or they get a little bit tentative and get killed. Uh, but I, I'm going to make a small bet on the Rams and another small bet on the over. You know, both teams can score. The pace is going to be good. Uh, and the other thing is if, in fact, it's close as the market might indicate, we've got the added possibility of late fouls, and I will defer back to Duke and Georgia Tech. So that's where I'm sort of looking at that game, Sleepy. You know, Uncle Dave, I feel like this is probably another one of those novice betters, you know, sucker kind of bet. Uh, I won't be surprised if the if the Rams win this one. You know, I don't want to go ahead and impress my luck, though, with another with another home dog. But I'll jump on board, you know, with the over. These teams, you know, that when they win games when they score like 75-plus points. And if you look at the track record, you know, of these teams, and if they do score, you know, they win. You know, both have to know at this point that, you know, if they're putting up 75, 80 points a game, um, that they're more than likely, you know, they're going to end up winning. And, you know, I, I think, you know, they have decent defensive numbers, but I have a feeling like they might take that for granted. You know, these two teams, they shoot a very good field goal percentage. And the fact that, you know, this one is rather tight with the line just being here at three. You know, I don't see how, you know, this game isn't tight late probably. And, and we get, you know, kind of like we were just talking about, you know, 39 minutes and, and it looks like you're good. And then that last minute, uh, here come all the free throws. So the fact that this one might be tight, um, I could see these two teams, you know, shooting a bunch of free throws here late. Uh, so I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll do a small pizza bet here. Um, on the over with you here, Uncle Dave. That's the way I'll go in that one. Let's jump over to the NBA. We got the Lakers at Philly. Uh, Philadelphia right now, plus three. Total 221 and a half. I'll just take the Lakers in this one. I think LeBron is, is on a mission right now, and he's you know, he's climbing in the MVP odds. I think he wants that award and, and home court in the playoffs. You know, I think the Sixers are getting 
love for the record that they have and the Lakers, you know, are on the road again. I, I just simply don't care. You know, I'm not going to fade LeBron and, you know, the way that he and Davis are playing right now. And I know Philly, you know, they're a super tough team at home and they've played really well there. I think they're 9-1 this season. They were great there last year, you know, but the Lakers are 10-0 on the road this season. And although that's impressive, you know, that's actually something that's being talked about in the media right now when we have debates on TV, you know, all the time now uh, with LeBron versus Jordan conversation. So I think that that motivates the Lakers and LeBron to go ahead and win on the road. And then when you add in the fact that the 76ers, you know, if you go through and you look at all the teams they beat, they only beat one team with a winning record. So for me, it's rather simple. I'll take the Lakers here. I'll lay the three. That's what I'll do. How about you, Uncle Dave? Yeah, you kind of took most of my most of my notes right off my my screen here, uh, and obviously, whenever you look at either one of these teams, you have to look at who is or who isn't playing. You know, Embiid, Anthony Davis, LeBron, whatever. But right now, it looks like everybody's going to play, and of course, that's in the NBA. I think you have to bet it like right now, or actually, even right now might be might be too late, like early in the morning, because you kind of know. Well, you got to wait because there's so many things that happen a couple hours before game time, well, he's going to rest. Well, he tested positive. So, you know, right now we can only assume everybody's going to play. Uh, and, you know, I would think the Lakers, I'm with you, might want to make a statement. Um, you know, I know they would have in past years when Philadelphia might have been a contender. Um, and the thing for me is I think, you know, the Lakers play tomorrow night at Detroit. I know that's not a look ahead, but it is a potential a rest situation late if they decide to have a lead and call off the dogs. But, you know, look at this game, and, you know, these are the fourth and fifth-ranked defenses in terms of effective field goal percentage. And when Embiid plays, which, again, we're assuming that he will, the 76ers are much more of an under team. You know, just look at the other night when he didn't play, and I think it was against the Pistons, and when he doesn't play, they, they tend to turn things into a track meet. And, and when Embiid plays, uh, you know, people tend to think, well, he's out, so – it's going to go under, but when the ball doesn't go through him, they tend to play a little quicker. Uh, so if he's going to play, uh, which it looks like he does, I think I'm going to look at the under here. I mean, I know that everybody's going to just, you know, it's the Lakers, so they're going to, they're going to take the over. But I'm, I'm not so sure that that would be a bet I would be willing to make. You know, I'm looking at the line right now. It's, you know, it opened, I think, around 220, 221. And, you know, it's it's actually 220 and a half at bookmaker. So, you know, I'm thinking if I can get 221, I might uh, be talked right into that under because I, I do think that will be the sharper side. All right. Well, there's Uncle Dave. I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the under in that one. Let's talk one more NBA game here, Uncle Dave. Uh, we got the Brooklyn Nets. They'll be on the road. They'll be in Atlanta tonight. Atlanta, they'll be plus seven. High total on this one, 236 and a half. What do you think about that Nets-Hawks game tonight? You know, I mean, at some point in time, I think that – Brooklyn is going to be overvalued with uh, all these stars and, and this and that, and they're kind of becoming the they're kind of becoming the Milwaukee Bucks of the East. You know, let's just take Brooklyn and the over, and of course the favorite and the over does come in. But my instinct would be to look the other way. You know, these these teams did play a couple of games early in the season. They played, I think, a, a two eighty something and a, and a two ten ish something, but that was obviously without Brooklyn having the, essentially the same team they have now. And, and uh, I think that the Hawks had some injuries back then too. But I look at Brooklyn and, you know, they're, they're only two and four on the road. And Atlanta is a pretty good home team. 
you know, I'm actually thinking, and this kind of surprised me a little bit, but, you know, it, it only opened Brooklyn minus six. And you know me at home, you know, I'm almost uh, instinctively wanting to take every home underdog in the NBA. So to be honest with you, I'm leaning to Atlanta. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I can be convinced the other way, but, you know, laying six points on the road in the NBA. I mean, if Atlanta's going to get up for a game, it's going to be this one. Looks like Trey Young and everybody else are going to play. Um, I don't know what to make about that total. I mean, it, it's a huge number, 237 and a half, 238. I probably passed that or instinctively take under, but I just don't see the favorite and the over coming in here. So I would definitely lean Atlanta and the under. I'll lean Atlanta probably a little stronger than the under. I'd be on the opposite side. I would actually probably go ahead and, and play Brooklyn. I think, you know, one of the things that, that we have to take into consideration with, with this Brooklyn team, you know, that they're they're being criticized somewhat for, you know, the defensive play. And I get it. Like, you know, they can go out and they could put up 140 points in a game and beat you. But, you know, they could also go out and put up 138 and give up 140. And this was probably one of those games typically where, you know, a lot of people would go ahead and, and, and you know, maybe they'll look at the over. Uh, maybe that total will scare some people away. Um, I'm not looking at the total. I, w- I would I would probably take Brooklyn. You know, they go out in the last game and they play Miami. I know Miami was somewhat shorthanded, but, you know, they only gave up 95 points to the Heat. And I think that that's going to play, you know, into, you know, maybe Brooklyn coming into this one motivated because, you know, if they don't play defense in this game, um, there's a chance that they can get beat. But I'm worried about, you know, Atlanta being on the back-to-back here. They just played last night. They played well last night. I had a couple of their guys in my fantasy league did well. I just wonder, you know, with Atlanta on the back-to-back and Booker coming in here being like, you know, it's time for us to, you know, start beating these teams that we should be beating. You know, we can't go into Atlanta and lose this game uh, because then it just becomes, you know, another PR nightmare uh, where they gave up 141 points and they were outshot in the game. And it's just, I just feel like this is a good spot for Brooklyn tonight. And, you know, we're laying seven, and, and I, I wish I could have gotten the six here, uh, but I think laying seven is okay. My gut feeling, Uncle Dave, is that, you know, this total gets close, but I think it's going to get close because Brooklyn's going to put up a ton of points, and I have a feeling Atlanta, um, you know, come fourth quarter, those shots just aren't going to fall, and Brooklyn eventually will go ahead and pull away. So I'll go ahead, I'll take the Brooklyn Nets tonight, minus the seven points. Um, that's it for the games here, guys. One quick announcement. Uh, we will not have a podcast tonight for the NFL. Uh, we are waiting on player props to start coming out. Actually, some of them are coming out now. If you go over to Bet Online, you'll see some of the player props are now being posted. I saw uh, DraftKings had a couple up this morning. So once we get those done and we look at all those, you know, in the Hitman and everybody and Uncle Dave and us, uh, we all kind of get on the same page and, and at least have some decent content to go ahead and throw out to you guys. Um, we're thinking maybe a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday podcast just to go ahead and, and, you know, kind of talk about Super Bowl a little bit, our thoughts. It won't be anything long, maybe like a half hour. And then like next Wednesday and maybe even like next Saturday, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll give you guys, you know, a more in-depth and, and probably more than likely like a final thoughts uh, going into the Super Bowl. So no podcast for you guys tonight with the NFL. That's why we went a little extra heavy uh, with the basketball stuff today. So Um, Don't be disappointed. Be excited because we'll probably have two or three Super Bowl podcasts on the way. But with that said, you guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You can get Uncle Dave at Dave underscore Esler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web. 
pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on your Wednesday. Enjoy the games.